0: what's up y'all carolina dad here so unfortunately something happened to my video as i was recording this episode so you're about to hear me talk about being able to have video and fortunately it's just not going to be on there so i wanted to let you know before the episode starts we will get video up and running pretty soon don't know what happened tonight when i was recording anyways enjoy the show see y'all What is going on Panthers Nation Carolina dad here your host of the two growls one roar podcast and I am back with a very exciting announcement so if you are watching yes I said watching this on Spotify you already know the news and if you're not watching on Spotify if you're listening on Apple or somewhere else get ready so i A lot of behind the scenes stuff happening for me is I just navigate the podcast landscape trying to figure out where do I want to sit within this. If you've never started a podcast, the easiest thing to do is go out to someone that distributes a podcast, you pay a monthly fee, then they just add so many fees on top of it. You know, there's a monthly fee, a storage fee, there's a fee for adding extra hours if you want them to mix and master. I realized that that is not worth it. So I started to do some exploration, actually found another guy locally, doesn't do a sports podcast, but he's done podcasting for years, and I followed him and I saw a video that Spotify is offering offering video on their podcast. So I started to look into it, I've already hosted there, and I go in and do the research and you host on Spotify for free. The benefit of doing that is you also get video so I get video coverage of the podcast. The other nice thing about this is maybe you maybe you caught on, maybe you didn't caught on. So what I was trying to do with the other channel or with my distribution, it was it was Buzzsprout. So it was Buzzsprout. I mean that was it was placed plastered everywhere. If you looked at the stuff I produced, one of the things about Buzzsprout is in order to be able to monetize through their platform, and I know I could try to monetize outside of the platform that I'm on. You know, just getting people to. To pay, but the, I was trying to go through the easiest thing I knew, just being brand new. They had it so that your episodes had to be 23 minutes long. That's a pretty long episode. You know, as I've gotten into this, I've realized like maybe shorter is better. So guess what? I don't have that restriction anymore. And I do think in some instances, less is more. When I think about how I digest the podcast, or if I was digesting it. I want to be able to turn this on, listen it, listen to it, either while I'm eating breakfast, while I go to work. Being able to do that in like a 20 minute span is good or less. And so I think that's another upside. Not to say, yes, there are some episodes where I more than likely will ramble, ramble, ramble. But at the same time, I can make it a little bit shorter, which is what I'm just happy to do. Not to mention, so that's kind of the the change that's happening you shouldn't be impacted or everyone shouldn't be impacted. All my episodes I've moved over. I've got the new feed updated. So wherever you get your podcast, you should still be able to find me. If you can't let me know, because I can just correct the feed that goes into whatever distribution that you use or wherever you listen to me. YouTube, I'm still doing YouTube. One thing about YouTube that I want to call out is I am starting to put together more video content as well. You can see here that I've got a small upgrade in my camera. I'm actually using my iPhone. Yes, my iPhone camera is better than my desktop, Mac, and MacBook Pro. I am in the process of ordering. I've done a little bit of research on a nicer camera that I'll be able to use. It'll make it much better. But on the YouTube side, because I'm not limited, I am gonna look to produce more video content. So if you haven't had a chance, go out to YouTube, to Growls One Roar. I did a very small mini-session breakdown of film earlier today, so go check it out. Uh, really cool to see that. Anyways, let's dive in. We've got a game this week against the Minnesota Vikings. This is what I call the 0 for championship because we are 0-3. The Minnesota Vikings are 0-3, but their 0-3 feels a lot different than our 0-3. I haven't watched a lot of Vikings football, but I know that Kirk Cousins is on pace to throw for 6,000 yards. That worries me. It worries me a lot. So this matchup is at 1 o'clock on Sunday on Fox. We know coming into this game, you know, not that every game is must win right now. But a win, just winning a game, would be beneficial. It would be beneficial for the team, for our chances to make any type of push into playoffs. I don't even feel like it's right for me to use the word playoffs. The the Minnesota Vikings are a better football team than they show at 0-3. Panthers, you know, they think you could make an argument. I'm not going to make the argument that we are a better team than our record at 0-3, but not much better. We're at the bottom of the league, and that's just where we are. We've talked a lot about it on the show, and it's the state of, of who the team is as we go through this rebuild. So we do know coming into this game that Bryce Young is likely going to be your starter. So we heard this week, we got an update that he's back at practice, looked good. You know, getting back into the groove of things, we got to hear from Frank Wright, Thomas Brown, we actually got to hear from Bryce today. So the only thing I will say about what I'll call this injury madness, I don't even know if you wanna call it that, but I'm gonna call it injury madness. Last week, part of the fan base was like, hey, Did he really get hurt? Like, did Bryce Young really get hurt? And I'm not in that camp. I'm not in the the conspiracy theory that Bryce did not get hurt. He got hurt. But I'm also not in the camp that's like, well, or like, if he got hurt, when did he get hurt? Because that's the thing that gets me. So there was part of the group that's like, he didn't really get hurt. Yes, I think he did. And then others are like, okay, well, they're just doing this to protect him. Okay, I kind of could see it. I could see where part of the fan base would think that. I don't think that's the case, but then you just listen to the last two weeks, the explanation of his injury when it occurred. There's been no explanation, and I'm sorry. I've played football, I've been injured almost every year that I've played football broken bones, twisted ankles, pulled hamstrings, torn ACL. Every single time that I have gotten hurt, I knew it. I knew in that moment that I did whatever I did. And I, you know, came off to the sideline. Well, you may not be able to come off to the sideline depending on the injury. But you know when it happens, your body tells you, oh man, you just twisted your ankle. Let's send all your, you know, uh, pain sensors there. Pick that up. For, For them to just, I don't understand why they're covering this up almost where they're not denying it, but they're not, they're like, when did this occur? And Bryce is like, I don't know. I'm like, you mean to tell me you don't know when it occurred? Coaches don't know, training staff, I mean, we don't get to hear from the training staff, but apparently they don't know. It's weird. It is weird. I will give you that. So whatever side of the conspiracy thing that you're on, it's different. You say all this, like, Andy Dalton looked good last week he looked it looked like a different offense it really did and you know he is a veteran he's been in the league he understands what to do he is a bigger quarterback we know that Reich made some adjustments in the play calling to fit Andy's needs Andy asked for that like he asked for certain plays we don't know what those were that was brought up today you know it it, does Bryce go into the into the week and have a designation of plays that should be set up in he kind of said no that you know he just bounces off ideas but we'll see bryce young back back against a minnesota vikings team that's similar to the seattle seahawks should be advantageous for him and his ability to show us something this week show us a little bit more than what we saw in the first two weeks i likened it to you know the pressure's off at this point we're zero three you're coming back playing at home Division games are over, you know, the first two that you lost. You sat out last week. There really should be no pressure at all because you're going against a terrible football team. And, yes, we're a terrible football team. But in Bryce's eyes, like, this is your chance to really show some people. And we saw flashes last week with some of the bigger plays. Still an inability. A lot of the big plays that we saw on offense last week were kind of what I call like second chances. And Bryce is able to do that. So there was one play where Andy Dalton is rolling out, and I wish I had the film to show you. Ian Thomas is supposed to come over and secure secure the block, the defensive end that's crashing down. Adam Thielen is running backside, like up and out, and he is wide open. Like it's it is it is going to be a touchdown. The issue is defensive end beats Ian Thomas at the point of attack. Ian Thomas misses the block. Defensive end comes around, sacks Andy Dalton. I do think in that situation, Bryce you know, is able to put him on skates. And I'm not saying he's going to make everybody miss every single time, but that is one of the things where Bryce potentially rolling out a little bit deeper or being a little bit quicker or having the you know, flexibility to move on his feet makes the guy miss, and then there is an opportunity to score. Now, this game is the Adam Thielen revenge game, if you want to call it that. We got to hear from him today as well. He talked a little bit about his time with Minnesota. I should say we got to hear from him this week and not today. Time with Minnesota, you know, being back here in the Carolinas. He had a fantastic week last week. Like Top five in terms of yardage really showed his ability. And he's still got some ability there. So I'd like to see what Bryce can do with that, knowing that, We have a playmaker. I'll say he's a playmaker and Adam Thielen. I want to see him getting involved a lot more. The running game is terrible. and You can chalk it up to the guards, the rotation there that we have at the guard position with Zavala, with Throckmorton, with Cade Mays. We're just bad. It's not just them. We see it with Bradley, with Icky, with Taylor Bowden. All guys getting defeated. One thing you don't have to worry about on the offensive line this week is False start penalties, at least I hope not, in Bank of America Stadium that likely is going to have a lot of purple in there. So you don't have to worry. Maybe you do have to worry. How about that? But looking at the run game, we've seen a lot. One, well, we haven't seen a lot of Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard needs to get involved. LaVisca Chenault getting the ball and his touches, getting Chuba's touches, not the way to go. I'd love to see Chuba getting more involved. Miles Sanders is a pass catching back. He's a back that gets out into space, makes plays. That's what you need to do with him. Or you need to get him outside in a zone or power option, a stretch. Chuba Hubbard is your in between the tackles, in between the guards, back that needs to be getting the ball, taking it up the middle. Because if you're gonna put Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders smaller back in the hole with linebackers, and you know, we saw this, saw it in the play that I I called out. You gotta have a guy that can, you know, take on those those hits. Not to say that Miles can't, but get a bigger back in there that, you know, use what you got. So I'd love to see that the team itself battling injuries. I mean, that's just the storyline of every team though. So it's hard for us to lean on that as a fan base. I'm not going to let the the fans, you know, make that as an excuse because I go on everybody's injury report before we play them. Like last week, Seattle had like 15 or 16 guys on the list. I don't want to hear it. I just don't. So if you, if you're going to come to me and say we're hurt, so and so's out, I'm not going to buy it because even the coaches are saying next man up mentality. Now, we do look at this. DJ Chark is battling that hamstring injury. He was limited today. Frankie Luvu, good sign. He didn't practice Wednesday, but was a, a limited participant today. Jonathan Mingo, who's in the concussion protocol, he was limited. I don't know if that means he's going to be able to play or not. Taylor Moten was just resting. He is battling the ankle injury. Xavier Woods has not officially been ruled out from, from a timeline perspective, but what we're hearing is significant time to so i would think we would go ahead and place him on ir if it's going to be you know the four weeks but yet to see that cj henderson who was limited wednesday was a full participant miles sanders zavala bozeman and we know bryce he's been a full participant both days lebron ray and then adam thielen just had a rest day so on the minnesota viking side they are a little less banged up. So Marcus Davenport was limited. And sorry, my my screen cut off here where I was reading. Um, Josh Metellus battling a shoulder injury. Byron Murphy, Harrison Phillips. Some of these guys are just going through rest. Harrison Smith, Patrick Jones, Garrett Bradbury, and Lewis Sign are your uh, injury updates there. So taking a look at the preview. Let's look at it from what the Minnesota Vikings are putting out here. So we know it's the battle of 0-3s. It's also the battle of going 0-4. Assuming that nobody ties, one of these teams is going to be 0-4. I look at the schedule ahead for the Panthers. Not trying to look ahead, but I can look ahead. Look at what Detroit's doing to Green Bay tonight. Oof, That's going to be a tough game. Don't even get me started on the the Miami Dolphins. We have if we do not win, if we do not beat the Minnesota Vikings, we will go into our bye oh and six. And you come out of that bye, I don't know that we'll win. Like I said, I keep chalking up the Bears and Panthers for the loser super bowl for the for the draft pick that we don't have. So uh, You know, they are, from what I'm reading, they were preparing for both quarterbacks, but we know Bryce is going to get a lot of the reps. Now, with that said, one thing about having Andy Dalton play last week, we got an opportunity to see him a little bit more. He got an opportunity to do a few more things. So maybe we do have some packages for him. I don't know. Short yardage. We'll see. We talked about the Adam Thielen, you, you know, reunion here. He's been in the league, 33-year-old veteran. All of his time was spent there with the Minnesota Vikings. So, good. You know, he's not making too much of it, but, you know, I think for him, he would love to win this game and have another big performance. The Panthers, we know, want to run the ball. That's what we say we want to run the ball, but we've been sitting at like 60 to 65% pass, 30 to 35% run. Not a good balance. Frank wants to sit in that 55 to 50 range you know being pretty well mixed maybe 60 percent of the most you can't throw the ball almost 60 times and expect to win part of the reason you have to throw the ball so much is because you're down you're consistently down we were down by two scores for i believe 33 snaps almost half of our snaps last week and a lot of that happened in the second half you go back and look at the first half we won the first half we were up at halftime did everything we're supposed to and all things fall apart just like they have in every game this year I put a lot of that on coaching. Yeah, you can't control injuries. No, you can't. But you can't control the players that you put out there. You can control them, getting them prepared. Our defense is battling injuries. Not a good thing. Not a good thing to be weak or short in the secondary, which we will be. And Kirk Cousins gets the ball out fast. So when you talk about pressure, and Brian Burns said it, and uh, his locker room update today, when he, he reporters were talking to him, he said, hey, Kirk, if you're listening to this, take a little bit longer to throw the ball. (laughs) So we we know that Kirk gets the ball out fast. I'm hoping, you know, when we think about what Bryce got to witness with Andy, that maybe he got to see that from his point of view. That's the thing. When we talk about what Bryce is going to do this week, Bryce has to get the ball out, get it out a little bit faster, you know, whether he's got a receiver there or not. I want to see him test it. You know, I talked about Last week we were there, like, what's the issue? What's the issue with Bryce? I do think part of it is him not – he just wants a perfect window. Not every time because he's got the arm. But it's like it's got to be this perfect spot where the receiver breaks and there's nobody around him for him to, you know, feel confident and throw in the ball. Just kind of those jitters where you you overthink. You know, you you do all these – you know, father-in-law likes that we do the, the golf practice and you go through your practice swing or you're thinking about the mechanics that you're putting together – and then you go out and either on the range or you're playing and you're trying to think about it versus just doing. And that's kind of what I get a little bit with Bryce. The other thing, we did not see issues with getting the play calls in, like I said. So I hope to see that being a little bit better for the team. We know we were penalized like crazy last week. Yeah, I, I don't know. that you 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 were the most penalized team in the league partly because of last week, but I don't care. Get it together, Frank. Come on, man. So we've got uh, overall, the Vikings are 10-6 and all-time against the Panthers three and 3-3 three and when playing us at home. Stat comparison, yards per game, they are averaging 406 yards per game, which is third in the league. This is a stout offense. All that built on the passing game, their rushing attack is terrible. It is 66 yards per game, 31st in the league, so very good at throwing the ball. That's what Kirk Cousins does, and that's how he is going to beat you and look to beat us. Second in the league in passing, they're passing almost 340 yards per game. Third down efficiency, excuse me, we're both pretty similar or pretty close there, so um, not too concerned. Points per game, 23 points per game for them, 18 for us, excuse me. On the defensive side of the ball, this is where we have our opportunity. Similar to last week, they're giving up almost 382 yards per game, which is 27th in the league. Giving up a lot of rushing yards, 120 yards. So come on. (laughs) Here we are, though. We're even worse. We're this supposed to be a defensive minded team, giving up 136 yards per game, which is 20 tied for 27th. Not good. Rushing yard attempts. I don't care about attempts. I don't care about. How many yards are given up? Well, I will say, they're giving up 3.8 yards per attempt. We're giving up 4.5. That's never a good thing to give up that much. And passing game. They are averaging about 270 yards as far as what they give up. So, yeah, a lot to be desired this game. You know, as a fan, you really do start thinking like we're going into a re... Whatever you want to call this, rebuild, retool, re-whatever... You know, when you set those expectations and like, uh, well, I guess this is just going to be the Bryce Young learning year. I know there was a video out there for, you know with Cam Newton and his podcast where he said that he does not believe that Bryce Young is set up for success today, where we are now. You know, he came in and he felt like when he came in to the Carolina Panthers, he was set up for success, and I think he was. It's, you know, just to hear – Players, especially former Carolina Panther, to get their idea of you know what Bryce is surrounded with and if he thinks it's good, because that's the thing, man. On paper, we talked about it or I talked about it. You look around at C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson and, and, and you know C.J. Stroud, you keep. I don't want to compare because they're different, but at the same time, it's not. It's it's hard to look over because D'Amico Ryan's. And what he's established there is winning football and what we thought we would have. You know, they're two and one battling in their division and CJ Stroud looks like a good quarterback. They've got an offensive coordinator that brand new offensive coordinator that is out there calling plays. We on the other hand have Frank Wright micromanaging over top of the entire staff. And what I really liked when I was just looking into the Texans, I looked at D'Amico Ryans and I posted this on Twitter. The Miko Ryans put out a quote, this was in like August preseason, talking about his philosophy as a head coach is not to micromanage, and he wants guys to have the flexibility and ability to go out and make mistakes and learn, because that's the only way you're going to grow. And it's so true. I hope that we start to see that kind of trickle down into our staff, because I'm not going to say Frank Wright called a bad game last week, much better, much, much better I don't know if it was a scheme, if he felt more comfortable with what Dalton can do or what, but we want to see that consistency continue to carry over. When I hear, <clears throat> when I hear our coordinators talk, Thomas Brown is a freaking good coach. Like I, I'm not even in the locker room, the way he comes into these pressers. Just if you have never watched or listened, I recommend just go out and listen to him. Out of all of our staff, even over Reich, like. like it's like, man, this guy's going to be a head coach. You just know it, man. And I don't know if it's this year. I mean, it's not going to be this year. <laughs> I'd be terrible because somebody get fired, I'd be freaking fired. Maybe some people like that. Uh, but I, th- I do think it's coming. And I think it's, it's it's part of what's going to come here in the near future. Now, here we are. I am one and two picking the Panthers this year, meaning like not the games I picked, I've gone one and two. I can't pick them. I can't. And, yeah, it's going to make some people probably upset, but I can't pick them to win. I will say it's favorable, but last week I thought was, like, the chance. Maybe it's a better chance this week because we're at home. My expectations are not high, consider how depleted we are on the defensive side of the ball. What we haven't really seen is Miles Sanders get going, Chuba Hubbard, but, like, how is that going to just magically fix itself this week? I think the Vikings offense is too explosive, what we'll see with Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson, they've got it together, or they'll have it together enough to take care of business here. I don't see it really being close like we have seen with the others. I'd love for it to be close and we have this this duel going on. Panthers are going to fall in this one, and I have the Vikings, let's see, 34. Panthers 21, it's not, never really close. We'd maybe score another late touchdown when it doesn't really mean anything. So that's my final prediction this week. I did not go on Twitter, gather any you know predictions or anything like that because it's just been a crazy week. So here we are. That is what we got for today, folks. So I will be posting more. Hope you enjoyed this new update. I can't wait till I get a new camera to make this mall much easier. Anyways, it's Carolina Dad. Y'all have a good one. See ya.